Hello, lovely single mums, and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be talking about how to raise happy, confident, resilient kids. My name is Lucy Good and I'm the founder of Beanstalk Mums. We're an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. We offer a blog which covers everything for your single mother journey. We have a single mum only forum, ebooks, e-courses, as well as exclusive single mum discounts and giveaways. It can all be found on our website, beanstalkmums.com.au. But right now, to focus on this podcast where we'll be discussing positive parenting that actually works, I chat with Dr. Jane Coleman from the Triple P Positive Parenting Programme. Now, Jane is a clinical psychologist and mum of two gorgeous nine-year-old twin boys. She works for the Triple P Positive Parenting Programme and has done for the last 12 years, which means she spends lots of time talking with parents and professionals about the principles and strategies behind positive parenting and the perfect person to chat to for this particular podcast. She's also a woman after my own heart. She loves drinking tea, reading and going to the beach with her kids. Welcome to the Beanstalk Podcast, Jane. Thank you, Lucy. I, uh, we, we just had a pre-podcast chat about our um, love of tea and, yes. and discovered that um, we, you, you're, although you sound completely Australian, <laughs> you were born in England. I was. Um, and that would explain probably the love of tea. So my first question to you on this is, what's your favourite tea? Well, I um, like the Queen, like Earl Grey tea. <laughs> Um, but I, I'm a little bit, I, I'm a little bit Australian, I guess, in the sense that I don't drink it like um, it's meant to be drunk. I have it with milk, and apparently you're supposed to drink it black. You see, so, you're a lady after my own heart. I drink it with milk as well, my old grey. Yes. I couldn't mm. drink it black; it would be too strong. Yes. Well, my mum and dad like it black, but I definitely like mine with milk. Yeah, me too, me too. And of course, you'd have to drink lots of tea to keep you nice and calm doing the job that you're doing, which is helping parents to be the best parents they can be for their kids. And you've done it for so many years now. It must be something that you love. I do. I I feel really passionate about it, actually. Mm. Great. And I'm really glad that you've come on to have a chat with us. I don't think we could have anyone better to help us on this podcast. So we'll fly straight into the questions that I've got for you and try and keep our chat into the 30 minutes because I know that the single mums listening are all so busy. Okay. Okay. So my Mm -hmm. first question is that look, parenting, it's such a broad term and it includes so much and there's no set way to do it. What areas does Triple P focus on in the program? Or to make that question simpler, what does Triple P actually do? Well, what Triple P does is that it um, helps parents make informed decisions about parenting. So the way it does that is it provides sort of or, or shares knowledge and a whole lot of range and a whole range of different strategies that have been proven to work for families and it acknowledges that parents are the experts in their own children so they choose the strategies that they think will work best for their family mm. and um 
Triple P focuses on five key aspects or principles to parenting. So would it be helpful if I go through? Definitely. Yeah, I'd love to hear those. Okay. So um, one of the things we talk about is creating a safe and interesting environment. So what that means is giving children lots of opportunities to explore, to discover, to develop skills, um, having lots of interesting things to do for them, which don't they don't have to be big and expensive toys, but more more just a lot of variety, Lucy. So like drawing or building out of cardboard boxes or Lego or going to the local library and getting books out, um, having imaginative play with dress-ups or with animals, um, outdoor play like catching a ball or playing with water, might be cooking. So a lot of variety because if children have plenty of things to keep them busy, then they're less likely to get bored and into trouble. Mm, yeah. Also, yeah. just I'll just intervene with that one because I often find that when my kids were were little the more time I spent doing those kind of things with them the more happy they were when I wasn't in the room to entertain themselves because it was like they'd already had the entertainment and then they were happy just to have a bit of downtime whereas if you don't spend that time really Mm. playing those games and getting involved with them they're constantly looking for something to do which they can't always find themselves Yes, that's right. So it helps promote that idea of independent play. If you spend a little bit of time with them, that they get used to having your attention but also letting go Mm. of your attention and getting involved in the task. Um, And and part of having a safe and interesting environment is also, of course, making sure that your kids are well supervised, so knowing where they are and what they're doing and who they're with. And then as parents, we can relax um, because we know that our children are safe as well. Mm. So... That's that first sort of aspect. Um, Another principle we talk about, so the second principle is about having a positive learning environment. And what that means is creating a family environment that's loving, that's supportive, that's positive, where children receive plenty of praise and attention and physical affection and encouragement. And this is about really us... Um, being responsive as parents and being available to our kids. So trying to avoid that in a minute trap. So when our kids come to us and tell us something or show us something or ask us something, um, sometimes we might fall into that trap of saying in a minute. But it's really important if if we can to to stop what we're doing and to give them our attention. And And Lucy, it may only take a few seconds or a couple of minutes but it lets our kids know that they're important and that they matter. And it can also be an opportunity for learning because we can sort of ask questions about what they're showing us. Um, So so that's another principle that's really important um, that's part of Triple P. Um, The the third principle is about using assertive discipline. And um, often parents will ask me about um, how to manage difficult or challenging behaviour. Um, when kids are acting up and not doing the right thing, it's really important for us as parents to try and stay calm and react in a way that's fair and consistent and predictable. Mm-hmm. It's important to have some family rules, but also the confidence to enforce them, to back them up. So you have to back up what you say. And kids feel safe um, when they live in a predictable family environment. So. It's important to sort of be fair and consistent when, when we use discipline. 
And that's a really important one, I think, for co-parents because we've got the single mums listening in here today. Um, Those boundaries are often a bit of a point of contention between Mm -hmm. co-parenting mums and dads because we have different forms of disciplines. And, um, you know, not to stereotype it, but it Mm -hmm. tends to be that dad has... um, less discipline than mum perhaps I mean I know that's the way it is with me and um, when my kids were a lot younger that was very hard for um, my my, for me my children were allowed to do what they wanted at dad's but I try to enforce rules but I think as they've got older it's really interesting what you just said they actually seem to be a lot more settled with me because they've always known where they sit and I may be stricter but they know what the rules are and what to expect yes Mm. and so it does actually make kids feel safe um and secure and um you know as children get older they they do learn to differentiate from um different home environments Mm. as well so they know what the rules are at one place and then the rules at another household as well similar to at school they know what the rules are at school and what the so as kids get older they can manage those different um sort of environments better and they know they can do that from a fairly young age can't they they can yeah i I often bring it up with my children because they're 13 and 15 and they might use the excuse even now after we've been uh, separated for seven years mm. oh you know but it's different at dad's house <laughs> I say, yes. no can't use that one anymore sorry yes. <laughs> but sorry I'll let you get on with the point oh okay yeah so um another principle that we talk about um is about having realistic expectations and this is probably a really um important one as well for your for your um, mums so um all children develop differently and it's important that we don't expect too much of our children um, or expect them to behave all the time because all kids misbehave sometimes. So it's it's not realistic to expect children to be perfect. Um, But it's also um, important for parents to have realistic expectations of themselves because there's no such thing as a perfect parent either. And we all make mistakes and we learn through trial and error and we have good days and we have not so good days and, and... that's okay. What's important is really as parents to be able to self-reflect and ask ourselves, what am I doing well and what's not working? And the part that's not working, what could I be doing differently? And so if you're able to do that, then that makes it more likely that things will, will be better next time as well. So it's, it's important, you know, particularly for single mums, not to be too hard on themselves mm. and to be realistic um, about um, just being good enough. You don't have to be a perfect parent. There's no such thing. Mm, yeah. Um, and then the last um, principle, which I, I think this is one that all parents struggle with, but I imagine for single mums that this is really tricky sometimes, is um, we talk about taking care of yourself as a parent, which um, as a mum sometimes we put everyone's needs above our own and um, we forget about looking after ourselves and um, being a good mum doesn't mean that your children should take over your life, um, although it sometimes I know it feels like that. Um, parents, you know, also have needs as well. And um, women, you know, have needs um, to take time for themselves and to spend time with friends and do things that they enjoy and to have a break 
from from our children. And if we're able to do that, um, then it's much easier for us to stay calm and to stay stay positive and be be attentive and do all of those other principles of um, parenting that we were talking about before. Mm, I so really that, love that last point. That's so important. It is. It is. It really. I think in some ways it is the most important thing. It's it's similar to um, you know when you. Um, um, are on a plane and they make that safety announcement and they talk about putting your oxygen mask on first before you put the oxygen mm. mask on your child. I, I think it's a similar analogy here is if you're not taking care of yourself, then it's it's very easy to become stressed and overwhelmed and then you can't can't be, um, you know, as good a parent as you can if you are taking care of yourself. It's very hard, you know, if you're not looking after yourself. Mm. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And I think that the, that's where we've got a real mixture of um, single mums because we've got the solo single mums who do everything on their own and it's so difficult for them to get yeah. a break. But, yeah. you know, we do try and, you know, encourage people to take that break whenever and wherever they can. And then we've yeah. got the co-parenting mothers like myself and we actually are lucky enough to have a break from our children children and I've often spoken on national TV and in the papers as well about how you know, there are some benefits to co-parenting and it's really nice to get a break from our children and for our children to have a break from us and that allows us to be better parents when we see them um mm -hmm. so that's that's you know it's a bit of a as a single mum you either get it where you do have that break and sometimes it can be hard to get used to having that break from your children sure. but I think for most myself included mm. now I'm used to it it's You're just brilliant it. yeah yeah I'm really you know I do all my cooking and everything when I've got my kids they come back the house is clean and I can spend more more time with them but look yeah. I'm, I'm we're, we're on question one Jane and I'm we're about halfway through. it's my fault it's my fault I keep intervening because it's so interesting but look I'll move on to the next one uh, look what I love about the triple p is that you help parents to feel confident that they're doing the right thing which is so important and I work with so many single mums who are unsure as to whether they're parenting right. As we've discussed, there isn't really a right and there's no such thing as a perfect parent. But how do you help parents gain the confidence that they need? Well, um, I think you're right. There's a lot of pressure to get it right these days. And um, I think there's a lot of information and advice that parents can now access through social media and websites telling them what they should be doing and what they shouldn't be doing. Mm -hmm. And all of that information was unavailable in previous parenting generations. So it can be confusing and overwhelming for parents when they're reading sort of this conflicting information. Um, and it can also set up some pretty unrealistic expectations around being this perfect parent and being able to juggle everything. Um, at the end of the day, there's no right way to parent we learn as we go along, mostly by trial and error, and what works with one child may not work with for another child. Mm -hmm. So if you've got more than one child, you've probably already discovered this yes. as a parent. <laughs> um, and it's really up to parents to decide what are the behaviours, the skills and the values that they want to instil in their children and what is acceptable in one family will be different in another family and that's absolutely okay. Um, in terms of confidence and, and um, getting parents to gain confidence, that's a really important question because parents don't always feel confident about their parenting. And part of this 
may be influenced by, as as I was just talking about, this sort of inf- amount of information that we can now access. So, you know, you might read in, in the newspaper something about, you know, how praise is really important for, you know, praising your children is an important thing to do. And then somewhere else you might read that you shouldn't praise too much because mm. it's creating narcissism in children. So it can be really... You know, that sort of confused, those confusing messages can really lead to a lack of confidence for parents. But I think also parental confidence is influenced by um, the types of interactions that we have with our children. So some parents feel quite defeated by their kids Mm. and maybe um, a parent has um, continually given in to a child um, because they're tired or they're stressed or it just is easier than dealing with the tantrum or perhaps they they find they have to yell and shout to get their kids to listen and do what they want and afterwards that makes them feel guilty and they feel like a failure. And so even by the age of eight, a parent could feel they've been defeated thousands of times in this sort of negative sort of interaction pattern that they have and that really impacts on how they feel about themselves as a parent and how they feel about their children as well. Um, so triple P can really help change that. And one of the things that we help parents is to plan a, to think about having a plan, um, to plan ahead to help prevent problems from happening. Because if you have a plan, it can help you to feel more confident about how to manage a situation. So let's imagine, for instance, we're going grocery shopping with our three and five-year-olds. Now, in an ideal world, we'd leave the kids at home with our partner and we'd go and do it alone. But if you're a single mum, you don't have that option. So this is where planning ahead of time becomes important. So um, think about when you might go shopping. You know, it might be um, best to avoid times when um, the kids um, usually have a sleep um, or are having, you know, a lunch lunchtime or their meal times. Um, you might pack something to eat and drink to go to the shop so they've got something to do. Um, you might make make a shopping list. So all of that preparation and planning ahead helps. Um, it also helps to think about what the rules will be. So if we're going shopping, um, think about what are the things that you want your children to be doing when they're at the shops. And you can remind your kids of the rules beforehand before you before you head into the shops. So think about what typically happens when you go shopping and what you'd like them to be doing instead. And that's essentially what your rules would be. So it might be, for example, staying close to the trolley, only touching things that mum says to or walking quietly. And having something interesting to do for kids can be really important as well. So we're talking before about, you know, when kids are busy, they're more likely to be behaving. When we go shopping or any of these sort of situations like travelling in the car or having visitors, giving them something interesting to do while we have these competing demands where we've got something else that we've also trying to do at the same time really helps. So when you go shopping, they could have their own shopping list. I know when my kids were younger, I used to do a shopping list with pictures on it for them so that they could find, um, do part of the shopping as well. Um, They can be putting things in the basket. You can be talking about what you can see in each aisle, what what products or colours they can see. So it can be a learning opportunity as well. And spending that time with them and talking through with them is a really good opportunity for sort of developing your relationship as well. 
you've got the rules in place. Think about how you're going to encourage them to follow those rules. So you could give them some praise while you while while they're shopping. Oh, you're doing such a great job at staying close to the trolley. Thank you for walking quietly. And you could afterwards um, think about what sort of special activity you could do, like um, going to the park afterwards or playing a game together if they've followed the rules um, when you've been at the shops. Mm. It's important to also plan and think about um, what you'll do if they don't follow the rules as well. So you've got to plan um, what will be the consequences. So if they're not staying close to the trolley, maybe sitting in the trolley for, for, for one or two minutes or standing quietly next to the trolley might be a consequence. So um, having a plan for any sort of um, you know, tricky situation is, is a really good way to, to, to feel more confident about um, managing those situations. Mm, yeah, planning is just so important in every aspect of life really, isn't it? And yeah. I'll ju- just say that with the supermarket shopping, I ended up reverting to online supermarket oh, sh- shopping, <laughs> which I sing the praises of. But no, um, I've had many, many um, trips to the supermarket with the girls, which um, have some have gone wonderfully and some have mm-hmm. gone horribly. So planning is so important. Planning. Planning is important, Lucy, but it, it's also about um, developing those kids who skill, those skills for kids as well around um, being able to sort of um, be a little bit bored sometimes and tolerate a task that isn't the most interesting for them. And and once you've done that planning in place, you can once they're up, when once they have that skill in place, then it becomes a lot easier. You don't have to do that every time. It's just initially creating that habit. Mm, exactly right yes getting them into the hang of how it works and what the rules are and the boundaries like we were we were saying before but look there can be a stigma about reaching out for help with parenting Mm. and I know that some single moms are understandably too proud or worried to openly admit that they're struggling and that they need support what would you say to these ladies well Parenting can be really tough and um, being a single mum is undoubtedly more challenging because there's more things to do and there's financial pressure and sometimes there's ongoing stress from an ex-partner. And we know, we know from research that single mums are at greater risk of stress and depression. We've actually just completed a survey in Queensland and, and found that 79% of single mums reported that not having a partner or family support makes parenting more difficult for them. And they also said that often they feel it's more difficult to discipline a child when they don't have the backup support of a partner. Mm. So um, what I would say to single mums out there is that Triple P is for every parent and it's accessed around the world by all different kinds of families. And the great thing about Triple P is there are different types of programs so you can choose the one that suits your needs. So if you're time poor or you find it difficult to get out of the house, then there's an online program. Um, that's the program that we say you can do in your pyjamas, mm-hmm. for instance. Yep. Um, and you can stop and start it as you like. Um, or you can go along and talk to someone one-on-one if that's what you feel comfortable with. Or you can go to a one-off seminar. Some parents enjoy attending a small group program because they feel supported and they like meeting other mums in a similar situation to them. Um, and there's programs for younger children, but also for parents of teenagers as well and parents um, of children with disabilities. So there's lots of different options. Um what I would say, it's really important to recognise when you need help and to access the support that's right for you. 
Um, asking for help certainly doesn't mean that you're a bad parent. I think all parents struggle at some stage and it's okay to, to ask for help at those times. Um, it, it will also help with reducing levels of stress and depression um, that single mums can often be vulnerable to. So um, it can really help um, make a big difference to your family life as well. So um, you know, getting support is important. Yeah, it is. And in fact, that leads me really well on to my next question, which is that, you know, it can it can be life changing, really, can't it? Learning how to parent um, effectively and positively. Um, What kind of impact can it actually have on family life in the present and also in the future for our children growing up if they're parented Mm -hmm. in a positive way that they feel content and happy and they're learning what's right and what's wrong in the world? Mm. Well, um, you know, it's great if we can set our kids up for success because um, parenting can impact really so many areas of their life. So it affects their health and their language and communication skills, their social skills, their ability to attend and um, solve problems, their ability to calm down and cope with challenging situations, all of those sort of skills um, parenting impacts on. So um, we know from research that children who grow up with positive parenting are more likely to have friends, to feel good about themselves, do better at school, and they're less likely to have behavioural or emotional problems. Um, But we need to be realistic as well. So no child is perfect. You know, all parents have to contend with tantrums and fighting between siblings and not doing as they're told, talking back, whining, hassles at mealtimes, all of those sorts of things, not going to bed. Um, But, Lucy, if we can try and um, effectively manage those really common everyday problems when children are young, we can prevent sort of more serious problems from developing later on. So simply wishing and hoping that it's just a phase or our children will grow out of certain behaviours won't make it happen. If we um, imagine a three-year-old who has sort of poor control over their emotions and behaviour, so they have lots of tantrums, for instance, and they might bite and hit others and they're not following instructions, if we don't do anything about that, imagine what that will look like in five or ten years' time. Mm. So what we need to do as parents is is be proactive. Mm -hmm. We're responsible for teaching our kids how to communicate, how to play, how to interact with others, how to express their feelings without hurting others, how to calm themselves down when they're upset or angry, how to become independent and do things for themselves, how to solve problems for themselves, all of those skills and behaviours that are really important for life, we're responsible for as parents for teaching our kids those things. Um, But having said all that, um, Lucy, remember it's never too late to work on parenting. So you can work on building a positive relationship with your child at any stage. I'm an absolute optimist Optimist on that. So Triple P has programs for younger children but also for parents of teenagers. So if things aren't going so well in those teenage years, then that you can always access help and um, turn things around. Yeah, and I'm really glad you mentioned that. I was just about mm-hmm. to because I think when people hear of Triple P, they tend to think of mm-hmm. young children. Now, yeah. from my experience as a mother of two young teenage girls I will say that parenting teenagers is 
several times harder than parenting younger children mm. um, and I find it really funny that we live in this society where we all go off to work when our kids are older and stay at <laughs> home where they're younger but I tell you what they need you more when they're older mm. to mm. navigate life especially mm. in the world we live in today with all this technology so yeah, um, yeah it's really fantastic that Triple P's got this program for teenagers as well and that's something I just wanted to make sure that we did share on here and as yes. you say it's never too late and because you mm. you do have to parent differently and learn new and different yes. skills as you parent older children yes so yes. we might we might be fantastic with the kids when we when they're younger but struggle when they're older so That's we can right. reach out whenever we need to do it yeah because what's what has worked when they're younger doesn't necessarily work when they're older so we have to change our parenting exactly right <laughs> exactly yeah. she says in an exhausted voice <laughs> Oh my God, nobody warned me. <laughs> but um, look, that's all we've got time for. I would love to chat to you um, for longer, Jane, definitely. Um, we, we, we perhaps have to do another podcast at another point in time. But before we finish up, can you just tell the listeners how they can go about finding out more about Triple P and what it costs? if anything, and um, if they can, if and how they, they can sign up to do the program. Um, yeah, sure, of course, Lucy. So um, Triple P is um, accessed differently across different states. So if you're in Queensland, for instance, at the moment Triple P is free um, throughout Queensland. Yay, so I'm in Queensland, lucky yeah, me. So if you're interested in the online program, for instance, there's a program for um, parents who have teenagers as well as parents who have children that are, that's free at the moment online. Um, the best thing to do is, is to go to our website. Um, I'm not sure if you've, you'll have that information on your website or do you want me to give you the URL? Um, no, there will be a link through from my website from this yeah. podcast. Um, so, But give, give us a, you, the uh, website address anyway. Okay, so it's www.triplep dash parenting.net and if you go onto that website um, you can just contact us directly and then let us know where you are based in Australia and then we can let you know um, where you can access Triple P and, and the different services because it does differ a little bit from state to state depending, depending on government funding. Mm. Yeah. I, I just think it's amazing that a lot of it a lot of the states do get this service for free because mm. it's just so unusual to get something of such value for free now isn't it um, I don't think people can quite believe believe it but it is um, for, for many people it is completely free and um, for others there is a, a there is a fee to join but it's definitely worth looking into it to see but look Jane thank you so much we've shared a huge amount of information in such a short amount of time I think it's lucky that we're both able to talk fast um, <laughs> Um, not only have you given us lots of tips which I'm sure the mums of younger children can take away and start using today but um, just to be able to share the Triple P Positive Parenting Programme um, is really great because I'm sure that so many of the single mums who use Beanstalk will get great value from it so look thank you Jane um, thanks for coming on and taking the time to chat to me today and for sharing your valuable insights into positive parenting you're very welcome, and I'm happy to come back at any time. I think we, we might have to take you up on that. We've definitely got more information to share. 
Okay, great. (laughs) And to all the single mums who are listening, remember what Jane said, there's no such thing as a perfect parent and there's no right way to parent, but there are tools out there to help you learn to parent in a positive way. We always say there's no rule book for parenting, which is true, but there is support. So reach out for it, learn from it, enjoy your motherhood journey and raise happy, confident, resilient kids. Until next time, ladies, goodbye.